We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it is May 13th, it's 2021, and we have five, six baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. We're going to be talking about the main slate that starts at 7 o'clock. We stick to the main slates most of the times, unless I'm feeling uh, freaky, but today we're going to be talking about the six-game main slate. I'm joined by my buddy, Jordan Cooper, Blenderhead. What's happening, my friend? Not much. I mean, if, you, if you guys tune in early, if you listen to this early enough to the DFS pregame show, 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, maybe on that show, uh, I'll go through some builds for, for the early slate. There you go. Uh, best of both worlds. Um, company man. I like it. Um, well, I mean, what else am I doing? It's 11 o'clock in the morning. I'd Shouldn't I be building my own lineups for the, for the early slate? So I'll, I'll, I've done it before when I've done a show where literally I, I, the last half of the show will be me building my actual lineups. And like, this is what I'm putting in and this is how I did it. And there you go. And then most of the time I lose. <laughs> <laughs> it's GPP. What do you expect? I mean, just got to have a couple good nights a year. That's right. <laughs> People don't realize that when you play tournaments, you just got to have a couple really good nights a year. Um, so we are presented by superdraft.com. If you guys have not checked them out, head on over there, use promo code grinders. Um, love what they're doing over there. Get a $50 instant deposit bonus alongside the 50% bo- deposit match um, bonus up to $500. So on your first deposit of $50 or more, take advantage of that. Uh, they have overlay. It almost seems like every day you're not playing against teams with or guys or entries or people with over 150 teams. Um, their big tournament, like for this slate, is a $20 three inch max. So you're not playing against teams rolling out um, people rolling out 150 teams. So love what they're doing over there on Superdraft. We will have a I will have a Superdraft play of the day later on on the show, and um, we'll talk about that. But Let's jump in. We get started here with Oakland 
at Boston. It's Sean Manaya going up against Garrett Richards. Um, yeah, like let's start. I guess it has an eight and a half total, and it's kind of a pick 'em game. Uh, do you have any interest here in Sean Manaya? Well, the Red Sox are horrible. I mean, they go from being great to horrible to great. It seems like they either score one run or 12 runs. Uh, on this slate, the pitching isn't, there's, it's not clear cut. There are options that I probably play over others, but uh, I'm not opposed to paying 8,800 for Manaya on the slate. It, it, it'll, he may be like the fourth highest owned pitcher, maybe. I don't know. I have to see the ownership. I mean, I'm not a big fan of taking him uh, against uh, the Red Sox lineup in Fenway. It's a ballpark downgrade, but uh, we only have six games to choose from. And half the pitchers, uh, I don't want to take at all. So I'm going to have to look at Manaya somewhat. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm a Red Sox fan. And it is, it's so, so fun to watch them be so good one day and so terrible the next. Um, but I mean, that's kind of what you're going to get from this team all season, I feel like, um, when you look up and down this lineup. If they leave in Verdugo and they leave in Devers, I think it's a bump to Manaya. You're really just hoping that he pitches around J.D. Martinez and Xander Bogarts. Um, you know, Renfro's good against lefties as well, but overall, I think that this is not a terrible spot, um, but... It's not like we have a ton of great pitching on this slate. We have some options, but you know, it's we're getting to the third or fourth guys in the rotation type of slates. Um, going to the other side, we got Garrett Richards. I mean, probably not. He's a 22% K guy against a team that does strike out a little bit, but they walk a lot, and like that's always super concerning. Um, and Richards is 8,200. Right, he's 8,200. If you told me it was 6,200, be like, okay, maybe I could take a shot. I think I'm more just in the A's bats with the ballpark upgrade. I mean, the stack isn't isn't cheap, but you got, you got pieces on the bottom of the order to make it work. So I think I'm, it's not like Richards is going to be owned or anything. So like, if you want to play Richards at 5% ownership, feel free to take a shot if you want. Can't blame you, but 8,200, that, that price tag, just uh, there are other pitchers that I... I mean, that I'll play that are cheaper than that, that I prefer to take a shot on than Richards against the A's. Yeah, I just, I can't do it. Um, You're a Red Sox fan. Come on, do it for the Red Sox. No. Um, If he was cheaper, You're also a money fan. You're also a fan of your own money. So probably that's... Yeah, I do. I I like making quality lineups, and I don't think making a lineup with Richards is a quality thing. So... Um, he just gives up so much hard contact. And when you look up and down the Oakland lineup, they have so many guys that hit the ball up in the air in Fenway. I, it's just not a recipe for success here for Richards. And like you said, I have, I have more interest in the Oakland bats. It's a ballpark upgrade. They're all under 5k outside of Chapman and he's 5,100. Like it's not going to be hard to make an Oakland stack with good pitching. Right. I mean, Matt Olson, you get the lefty matchup against 4,200. Piscotti batting seventh on the road. I don't mind that. 2,700. You know, cheap shortstop Andrews. It's not like he's great or anything, but he's 2,400 on DraftKings. I think I think you can make a four or five man stack. No problem. Sean Murphy, if he hits right in the middle of the order, you fill your catcher spot for 4,500. This isn't that bad. It's not like you're paying that much for pitching today. 
I mean, we got one 10K guy. I'm not even sure if he's worth 10K, but it's it's not like you're spending 22,000 pitcher. Most likely you're going to be spending somewhere in like the, the 18,000 range. So I think you, you could easily play, you know, four top tier A's hitters and one of the cheap guys. And uh, and I'm not I'm not sure how long the A's are going to be on this slant. I mean, obviously Coors is going to get all the ownership, but uh, but I would have no problem attacking uh, Garrett Richards. Uh, Boston side, I mean, I don't mind like JD as a one off, but I don't think I'll stack Boston in this spot. No, I think it, the lefty one offs, uh, the 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 righty one offs. Uh, I don't mind Renfro if you need just cheap power twenty nine hundred. Uh, I don't Marwin, eh, thirty eight hundred. I think he's way cheaper on Fanduel. I think they're more of a play there. Vasquez, I mean, really, I mean, yeah, I, I don't. It's hard to to what Gonzalez, Martinez, Bogarts, Vasquez, Redfro. I mean, I guess you could do it. It just I don't see Manaya getting blown up. Maybe he gives up two home runs. Find those two home runs, and then and then go from there. But I think five man, I. I I, I just don't see Manaya getting hit well enough that a five-man stack like outperforms cores or some of these other spots on the slate. We move on. We got New York at Tampa. It's Tyon against uh, Rich Hill. And I did see a line. It's eight and a half. Um, New York is a 130 favorite in this one. Um, any interest here in Tyon? It's hard to trust him. 7,700, I, I guess he's viable because getting a ballpark upgrade in Tampa, facing a raised team that strikes out a bunch, but it's not like Tyon really strikes out that many people to begin with. Uh, it's a, you could take a shot at 7,700, but I wouldn't call him a high upside pitcher. It's not a Garrett Cole spot 2.0, that's for sure. Um, I, I think Tyon is he's very interesting in this spot because he does struggle more with lefties, but he strikes out lefties at a higher clip and they're going to, they're going to go lefty righty. That's just what Tampa does. Like it'd be righty, lefty, righty, lefty, righty, lefty throughout the lineup. Usually. Um, I think Tyon's an interesting play. I think at 7,700, he's a guy that can get you 25 plus. So I definitely think he's in play for tournaments you're probably not playing him in cash games. Um, but this is a ballpark upgrade for him too. Like he's going into Tampa in this spot. So uh, Rich Hill on the other side of this game, I mean, it's a lefty against the Yankees and it's a, a lefty. That's not great. I think this is an easy pass for me on Rich Hill. Yeah. Rich Hill won't be owned. If you want to play for the, for the shot that uh, you know, he doesn't get dinged up, but I, I'm, I'm not in the business of playing lefties against the Yankees, but you have to admit big ballpark. Uh, Rich Hill, uh, I mean, in his past, he's been a little like reverse splits in a way. Uh, more strikeouts, and the Yankees can strike out, but like the power, they, they got Voight back. Uh, I mean, I mean, this lineup, if they line up where where like LeMahieu, Stanton, Judge, Urshela, Voight, Torres, Hicks, Sanchez, and Frazier, there's power in every single bat in their entire lineup. And I just don't trust real, Rich Hill to limit enough hard contact and get enough strikeouts and pitch long enough. That is, is it worth playing? I, I guess at low ownership, but uh, I mean, if you want to get different, but 
But it's not like the, it's not like I want to play the Yankees bats because the Yankees are expensive. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those catch twenty two spots. Um, you know, damn if you do, damn if you don't. Like, I don't want to play Rich Hill here. I mean, I definitely give him the respect that he's been pitching a little bit better here recently. But like you said, it's it's tough to trust the Yankees. Um, it's tough to play the Yankees in this spot. So I definitely will be paying attention to Rich Hill's ownership. If he's really low owned, maybe I take a shot on it just because the Yankees are so expensive. Um, the Yankees bats, I mean, they're in a good spot. Maybe they're cheaper on FanDuel. I know Judge was cheap. Um he was, I think, 3,300 or something like that on Wednesday. So maybe if they're cheap on Fandle, that's where you, you know, play them in this spot. I mean, I, I don't mind taking one offs, two offs, three offs, five man stack, maybe not, not at these prices on DraftKings. But I mean, and literally, I don't, I mean, I could take any of them. I mean, I, I don't, I don't blame you. I mean, and all nine of these guys can hit a home run on one pitch. Obviously, Stanton and Judge are the, the, most likely, but also the most expensive. So uh, it's not a team that I, I'm planning on stacking at all, but uh, leave them in my pool. If I'm playing like four, three ones on FanDuel or five, five X's on DraftKings, like they're when, when I need, when I need a solo two man stack, three man, like uh, I don't mind filling them in. I mean, anything can happen. Billy Hamilton scored 40 fantasy points on yeah, but Billy, Ham- Billy, Billy <laughs> Hamilton can hit a single and score more points than people that hit home runs. That is that is true. Right? Like maybe Billy I, Hamilton, maybe he you, was... have to, you have to admit Billy Hamilton would be a Hall of Famer if he was able to start every at-bat at first base without having to be in the batter's box. Andrew Vaughn scored 31 fantasy points. That's his problem, getting to first base. <laughs> but once he's on first base... If he gets on first base three times a game, that's 40 fantasy points right there easily. <laughs> All right, we move on. We have Texas at Houston. Um, Michael fulton against Christian Vaz or Javier. Um, this game has a eight and a half total. In some books, it has a nine total. And Houston's a big favorite, 190 favorites. Um, any interest here in fulton I think he's much better than people think he is. That's the best way to put it. Doesn't mean, do I want to play him? He's 6,400. I don't mind taking a shot at that price. Do I really want to play him against the Astros? No, of course not. But but uh, if, if people are going to be afraid, people tend to attack him. But I mean, the underlying metrics says that he's not as bad as people think he is. It's not like he's a great pitcher. But I mean, he's not going to face, what, he's going to face Brantley, Alvarez, Kyle Tucker? He can get around their power, or something. Brantley doesn't have that much power. Uh, I, th- I think I think he could pull off, uh, you know, fifteen to eighteen points for the for the price. And if the Astros are if the Astros are going to be like the the popular non cores stack, like that just lowers Fulton Everage's ownership. I'm not I'm not saying that I'm high on Fulty, but at sixty four hundred, I don't mind taking some shots in lineups where I'm like stacking cores. I mean, yeah, I don't hate the idea. And I do think that um, Fulton Evich is a lot better than he gets credit for when he's healthy. I mean, he's just facing a team that doesn't strike out. Like, that's the biggest problem. Like, I mean, they put the ball in play, they walk a lot, and they just don't strike out. And like that's always super tough um, on a pitcher. But 
he's 6,400. If you're going to try, like, if you're going to start trying to, like, stack cores, and we're going to talk about this in the next game, if you're going to start, like, trying to stack cores, you're going to need a cheap pitcher. Because outside of, like, Nyquen and Barnhart, you know, Cincinnati's pretty expensive. So, pretty expensive. They're not expensive enough, but they're pretty expensive. Um, the other side of this game, any interest here in Javier? I think he's the, I think he's the best raw talent pitcher on the slate, but is he worth 10,000? That's my concern. Is, is he, is he, does he have a high enough ceiling? Obviously he's facing the Rangers. So like that, that in and of itself increases the K K uh, upside, but people tend this year to like whoever the best, like raw points pitcher on the slate, people slam these guys. And, and if, if Javier is going to be 45, 50% owned, on a six game slate at 10 K like I don't get burned unless he puts up like 30 points. And I don't know. I don't know how often he does that to make it worth that ownership. You tell me he's 15% on for whatever reason. Okay. That's fine. But I, I just, I have a sense that Javier, uh, I think we're probably gonna get like Javier and maybe Rogers and please Like that's, I think that's the way it's going to go. And just Javier is just by, by, by default going to just attract so much ownership against the Rangers that I'm just not even sure. I'm not sure he could put up 30 points. I like Rogers more and we'll get to that in a few minutes, but I like Rogers more. And I think the chalk SB two is pleasing and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that people are going to go heavier Rogers and pleasing on this slate um, because of just the matchup. So I think Javier is a fantastic play. We know how much, like, it's not even a secret at this point. We know how much Texas strikes out. They hit home runs and they strike out. I mean, if Javier is going to be 40% owned, like, I'm looking at some of these Texas bats. Like, that's what I'm doing, Blender, because... That's what I'm doing. We're we're both on the same side, baby. Low low is 4K. Joey Gallo is 4K. Javier has a 45% fly ball rate and a 43% hard hit rate against lefties since the start of last season. I don't care how many guys you strike out. Willie Calhoun's 3,400. Like, sign me up. If he's going to be chalk on this slate, I'll just play the Astros or the Rangers. Sorry. Right, and the higher owned that Javier gets, the lower owned the Rangers get, and the more relative value you get if Javier gets blown up. So yeah, no, I'm on board. I look at these prices on DraftKings. Garcia at 3,400, uh, Solak at 4,300. I mean, they're the righties. You could put in. I mean, I, do I want to pay 4,100 for for Hunter Probably not. But to fill a shortstop spot, I mean, I could I could make a stack of this team, no problem. And if he, if he, if Javier has some walk problems, I mean, we'll be going. There'll be people on base, and you know, to instead of solo shots, they turn into three run home runs. Now, this is obviously a leverage play, so it's not like high percentage, but I'm, I'm completely on board with you that like if Javier is chalky, I wouldn't mind playing a Rangers five-man with Fultonevich and then then take like the three most expensive like reds. Like now I can take Coors bats because now I'm different, right? Like how long is the Rangers stack going to be? Maybe I even do a 4-4 or something, right? Or use the Texas as a three-man. And now, if the Texas comes in single-digit owned, and you play Fultonevich with them, like five, you could you could do five-man stacks of, of cores that 
other people can't do because you're you have David Dahl or you have uh, Gallo or you have you have some of the cheaper guys and uh, and you have enough leverage to win a GPP. You only need to work like once one every 10 to 20 times like like one every 30 times. Yeah, like people people are like, oh, it didn't work out. Well, you do it again next time. You don't need it to work out every time. And like we're not building 150 Texas stacks. That's not what we're saying. Um, Like we're just saying we're going to get some Texas stacks because Javier is going to be expensive. And if he gets blown up in this game, I have really high leverage on the field. And like you said, you could play some cores bats. You could probably even go like Rogers. Please. You could play the two chalk pitchers if you go Texas bats. So um, Houston bats. I mean, I don't mind looking at Houston here for some home runs because we know Fulton gives up some home runs and, you know, Alvarez, big power bat, Tucker, big power bat. I mean, I don't mind it. It's just you're you're paying up. You're paying up for Houston. And do you like Houston more than the, you know, the Reds? I don't. For raw points, no. And I, and I, I, just, I just think that people are going to pick on faulty. I think people are going to go, okay, how do I get off of cores? I'm going to go to the Astros. I just, I just think that's what's going to happen. So I think these guys are going to come in a little bit higher ownership. Kyle Tucker is still probably too, too cheap for his power. I mean, because the beginning of the season, he was awful. But at 3,500, he's heating up. Uh, is it stackable five, man? I, I probably won't do it. But I, I, could def- I could definitely see taking especially the lefty bats. And Alvarez is going to get 15 to 20% ownership. They're gonna, people look at faulty and go, how do I take lefties? So I think these lefties, Brantley, Alvarez, and Tucker, are going to be higher on. They they should. They, I mean, it, they should be owned, but I think higher on than than what would be efficient. Um. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk cores. We have um, Gonzalez and Castillo facing off here in cores. Uh, ten and a half total. And the Reds are 135 favorites. Do you have any interest here in Luis Castillo? Yes. You know how weird it is for me to say that I have interest in a course pitcher? I mean, I don't think it's too weird because the Rockies lineup is nowhere Rockies near. Rockies are awful. Good. Yeah, they're, they're awful. Like, and Castillo my... this year has been awful. I was going to say, that's my I biggest know concern. That, but... It's not course. <laughs> Yeah, but but look look at what's what's going to happen. Look at the dynamics. It's a six game slate. We were talking about a fourteen game slate. I just x them out. But obviously, people don't like playing pitchers in Coors Field. That's obvious. So ownership goes away just from there. We get good pitchers. With, people don't even want to play Jacob Degrom in Coors. So like like and and even when he's like ten point two k or something. But Luis Castillo, there's if if you tell me he's five percent owned. Like if you, t- if you took the larger sample size, Luis Castillo is by far the best raw talent pitcher on the slate. If you take away his first five starts of the year, if you take away what has <laughs> happened recently, uh, yes, at 6,200 on a slate where I could also stack cores and have maybe a 5% owned pitcher or something because people don't want to play him. Colorado is a, sh- a crappy team that can strike out a lot. 
Like, can I be surprised that he goes six innings and has eight strikeouts or something? I mean, like, it's Luis Castillo. Now, am I surprised if he came out and pitched three innings and gave up 11 runs? I'm not surprised. It's Luis Castillo. So, uh, is he a core play? Not in any slight imagination of that. But at 6,200, he's the cheapest pitcher on the slate. And we were playing Luis Castillo at like 10-5 last year. Right, I mean, not in cores, but we'd play them in the nine or ten thousand dollar range in, in better ballparks. Maybe, maybe he's maybe he could be back to himself again, or he'll never be back to himself. And I just burn those lineups. I mean, my my biggest concern, um, like I hear you, I hear everything that you're saying. My biggest concern is when, so I did I dug deep last last start because. I was like, all right, he's facing Cleveland. This doesn't look like a bad spot. And like I had played him against the Cubs because of how much they struck out. So I did a deep dive on Luis Castillo and he's struggling with changeups. And like that's his pitch. Um, so doing the research and figuring out, you know, just the command on the changeup, not missing bats, like I'm off of him right now, but I I, I hear I hear you. But if you if you want to do like a deep dive, and I know um, you're much more in game theory and you're much more in ownership and stuff like that, but just do a deep dive on like his 2019-2020 numbers on his changeup and like this season, and it's a huge difference. So maybe he got it back. Maybe he figured it out for five <laughs> days. Well, that's all I'm saying. But if people if people think like me, if Castillo ends up like 16% owned, okay, then 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 it's not as appealing. But I'm just I. He's the cheapest pitcher on the slate. He's the, I mean, it's Luis Castillo. I could take a, if I'm, if I'm building 50 lineups, I could take a shot on five and hope that he goes back and maybe gives me 24 points for that, for that price. And it's like, oh, look, everyone's like, oh, Luis Castillo is back. And his ownership was suppressed because of his recent starts and because it's cores, right? It's like, if, if, if this game was played in Cincinnati, he would actually probably get some ownership, and but no one likes playing Coors pitchers. So I'm going to do the double dip of, of disparity, of the, the, the double dip of debauchery or something. That This is not a safe play. I'm, I'm making it very clear. But uh, <laughs> but on, on, a, on FanDuel, I wouldn't touch it, right? FanDuel, you don't have to play two pitchers. But on DraftKings, I, I, don't, I really don't think it's as crazy as what people would think it is. And I think, Stevie, you agree with me, but... If I had to bet even money, Luis Castillo probably gets shelled. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I understand why you're doing it. Um, I completely understand why you're doing it. Like, there should be 15-plus runs scored in this game because Chichi Gonzalez is pitching on the other side of this game, and he, <laughs> you're he's not playing terrible. It. He's not the cheapest pitcher. Right, I forgot. Castillo's not the cheapest. He's the cheapest pitcher that I would ever consider playing because there's no way. I, I Chichi Gonzalez could be 2,000, and I'm not paying for him. I mean, if he was free, would you think about it? If they're like here, have yeah, he'd, he'd make spot. a couple of my life. He'd make a couple of my life. <laughs> well, because I have to do point per dollar, so I'm okay. I'm getting it's free, but I'm getting a negative six. So like, <laughs> like what, what, like what did it really get me? I lost a spot in my roster. Yeah, I don't think I'd play him if he was free. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk bats. The Reds are the top stack on the slate. Um, don't let anybody tell you differently. Sure, ownership matters and everything matters, but Chichi Gonzalez is the worst pitcher on the slate. Um, Nick Castellanos is one of the hottest hitters in baseball. Winker's having a great season. 
Suarez looks like he's starting to get stuff figured out. Um, over the last couple of days, he's been hitting the ball really well. Mustakas is fantastic. Nyquin's way too cheap. Barnhart's 4,100 as a catcher that could hit like fifth or sixth. Like the Reds are just the way to go today. Right. And you didn't even mention if Senzel leads off, he's 3,700. I knew you were going to, so I didn't have to. What? I said I knew you were going to mention him. I didn't have to. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. Like Senzel, Mustakas, Nyquin. I mean, come on. These guys, Castellanos is 6,000. Okay. Winker's 5,100. Okay. I get it. But everyone else is too cheap. Suarez probably should be 5,200 instead of 49, so he's close. But, I mean, this is the same – you can make a red stack the same way you can make a Boston stack, same way you can make a Houston stack, the same way you can make a – even a Diamondback stack, I guess. I guess you could go a little bit cheap there. But the Reds' implied run total right now is six. The other two teams have five and four, four point six. So welcome to the chalk. So it, when when I when I'm playing the Reds, I just have to make sure that the rest of my lineup is contrarian. But it's not on a six game slate. I know I'm, I'm a big fan of xing out cores, but that's like on twelve or thirteen game slates. On this, it's clearly uh, the highest total game uh, with at least one horrific pitcher and one potentially horrific pitcher. Uh, I don't think there's any way to, to get, a, get around the Reds, that even as a one-off or something. But still, you're in Coors Field. Coors Field is not like the, a home run ballpark. It's a ballpark of doubles and triples, which leads itself more to stacking. So uh, I know I play contrarian, but I think I'm more likely to play a five-man red stack and just throw in some Rangers, throw in some uh, the Mariners or something, you know, stack against, uh, you know, take a three-man stack against Plesak or something, or a Diamondbacks three-man against Trevor Rogers. Like, you could get different enough on this slate that I wouldn't, I w- yeah, the Reds could be 20-plus percent on each, and you could still be fine. I mean, I'm with you. I think the Reds are... I like the Rockies, too. Let me be clear. If Luis Castillo is still broken and he you know, doesn't have his out-slash-ground ball pitch with his changeup, that he's still throwing and it's getting hit a lot. Like, I mean, the the Rockies are cheap. Like, Blackman's 4,500. Hampson's 4,200. Tapia's 3,900. Like, I like the Rockies, too. Uh, I Like I said, I think they're... This game has the potential, and I'm not even like being sarcastic or joking, to have 15 runs in it. Um, so yeah, I like the Rockies too. Yeah, especially the look at the bottom of the order. I'm not saying that these guys are good hitters, but six, seven, and eight in their projected lineup is uh, Connor Joe, Elias Diaz, and Joshua Fuentes. On DraftKings, they're 2,200, and 2,300. So don't tell me you don't have enough money to make a make a Rocky stack. Because if they're going to put up a bunch of runs, these guys on the bottom of the order are going to get their opportunities. They're going to get four or five at-bats also. So, uh, yeah, I said I'm going to play Castillo, but if I'm building 50 lineups and I'm playing five Castillo lineups, I'm probably also playing five Rockies lineups. Only get the five. best of both worlds. All, all, the, th- the thing that would make me the most upset is if Castillo has a mad game and the Rockies only put up four runs. And it's one of those, <laughs> like, neither of them get there. I want one or the other. Yeah, it's, that's the worst when that happens. That's for sure. 
right? You do the hedge stacks. I do that in MMA, Stevie. Yeah, yeah, that's stacks. the worst. That's the worst. You know, the, the, in MMA, it's this very, it, it, I, I know we're not talking MMA. MMA is the worst when you're building 100 lineups and you're like, I want both sides. I'm going to play this fight in 80% of my lineups. So I have like 40% of one guy or 50, one guy and 30% of the other. And the fight comes on and I'm literally not rooting for either fighter. I'm just like, can someone win quickly? I really don't care. And then uh, you get that closed laptop feeling when uh, it's uh, it's the third round and like to- a total amount of like 62 strikes has been thrown. And you're just like, well, all these lineups are burned because no one's going to get there. So it, it seems <laughs> like I'd rather that. I'd rather just either get my Castillo lineups there, get my Rockies lineups there. But if it's somewhere in the middle, then it's just like all those lineups go out the window. Um, really quick before we move on, I did see a couple sites have Wade Miley as the pitcher. Um, didn't he already pitch? He didn't just throw a no hitter. I four days rest. I thought it wouldn't be him either. That's why I did. I didn't bring it up until we got done with the game. But I just wanted to. I'm trying to pull up and see when was the last time he threw. I thought he, he only threw, threw on the twelfth. Right, the twelfth. Oh, no, he pitched today. Though. No, he pitched on the seventh. So it would be really close to his. You're right. If he pitched rotation. on the if he pitched on the seventh, that way eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, he would have five days rest. You're right. Yeah. So, um, I'm just saying, you know, Wade Miley could potentially be the starter here, and Wade Miley is 5800. You could bet your ass that I would have a ton of interest in Wade Miley at 5800 in cores. I don't care. Oh, you would? I would actually go the opposite way. Uh, 5,800. Just Yeah, but it's Wade do... Miley. <laughs> I mean, he's a good real-life pitcher. Like, Yeah, but I want, cause I, want, I want 12 strikeouts. I'm not getting that out of Wade Miley. Yeah. I mean, you could probably get five. Okay. Maybe that's worth it. All right. Moving on. Just wanted to point that out. We got Miami at Arizona. This game is currently sitting at an eight total. It's a pick 'em game. It's Trevor Rogers against Merrill Kelly. Um, I don't understand this Vegas line. Like, spoiler alert, like, this is my favorite bet. I love the Miami money line in this game. Um, if it's going to stay a pick 'em game, because Rogers is really good and Arizona lineup is not very good. So, um, I really like Trevor Rogers in this spot. I already said it. I think he's the top overall pitcher on the slate. Um, what are your thoughts here on Rogers? Uh, it depends. Uh, the chalk it's one of these slates. It's a six game slate. The chalkier, whatever pitcher it's going to be between Rogers, please or Javier, I believe. Yeah. Or, or Javier, like whoever gets too much ownership, like that's the one I want to attack. Cause I, I look at this game for me, it's a, it's right now it's an eight total. Do they expect the roof to be closed? It's going to be 98 degrees there. Like out of all these games, like it's by far the hottest. And for it to only be eight runs and Merrill Kelly's pitching on the other side. But I guess they're just saying because the Marlins and the Diamondbacks are not necessarily the greatest offensive teams. So maybe eight is high for that situation. But Rodgers can get hit hard. The problem is he also strikes out a bunch of people also. So like... I think from a from a strikeout potential, he's the highest on the slate. I think even higher than Javier. I think I think Rogers has 
I think Rodgers has a higher ceiling against the Diamondbacks than the Javier does against the Rangers. Like, this is why I don't want to pay 10000 for Javier, because I think I could get more from Rodgers. But I fully, I, I'm fully intending when I see ownership tomorrow that if that tilts the other way, if Rodgers ends up like 50% owned and Javier's 20% owned, I'm much more likely to just find the 700, go the different direction and just hope Rodgers, you know, six strikeouts and still gives up three or four runs. And he just, he's sitting there with like 14 points. Uh, But is that the most probable outcome? No. So if, if everything was equal ownership, I would agree with you, Stevie, that Rodgers would be my top pick of the slope. I mean, how much do we think people are going to be looking into like, sample size because like if you look at a sample size arizona is a top 10 team against left-handed pitching this season and if the roof is open do we really think people are going to play rogers over javier like javier is facing texas i i don't know i think um, people will try to jam both of them in. yeah maybe i mean you can do it like we just talked about three guys in the two thousand dollar range in course so you could easily do it that's for sure um, Merrill Kelly on the other side of this game, I don't really have a ton of interest in him. I, I again, I don't really understand this line. Um, he's not a very good pitcher. He doesn't strike people out. And I mean, the Marlins are really not horrible. They're not household names, but they're not horrible. They're kind of horrible. They are. I mean, are against good horrible. pitching, they can be horrible, but yeah, but it depends on who's in their lineup. Like, uh, like they rotate guys. And I know I never understand who plays what, when, they're all healthy. Like sometimes Dickerson's not in and Cooper's in. Then sometimes Birdie is in. But for some odd reason, no matter how they cycle around, Lewis Brinson somehow gets playing time. So outside of Lewis Brinson, Sandy Leon is their catcher. So, I mean, don't tell me that they're a very good team. But uh, if it's if the roof is going to be open and it's going to be 98 degrees, Merrill Kelly's not a strikeout pitcher. So I still think that Miami could put bats to the balls. And, uh, but I don't think they're going to be the, I don't really think they're going to be like minusculely owned. I think people will view it the same way. I think models will show if the roof is open, they'll get some boosts. They'll get some boosts compared to Kelly. So it's like, I'm not gung ho on a Marlin stack when, you know, some of these guys are in the mid four Ks, but uh, they are options. Yeah, um, I'd never said they were good, by the way. I just said they're better than people give them credit for. Um, that doesn't necessarily have to mean that they're good. But, I mean, it's nice to see Jesus Aguilar's price come back down under 5K. Um, how ridiculous was that, right? Yeah, we hit another um, home run tonight. He's I mean, he's not a bad hitter, that's for sure. Um, as far as the Marlins bats go, he'd be my favorite. Dickerson. And Duvall, I think, like, if you want to do, like, a three-man stack with those guys, um, that's kind of what you'd be looking at. That's the two, three, four of the lineup. Like you said, they kind of mix this lineup up. The bottom of the lineup's usually really terrible. The top of the lineup's kind of very iffy. But Agler, Dickerson, Duvall, they have a ton of upside, and those would be the three guys that I would target, especially if the roof is open in this game. Yeah, on the Diamondback side, the problem that I have with the Diamondbacks, because the thing would be – if Rogers gets overowned, I want to take some Diamondbacks. The problem is, is that a lot of their, their good hitters are lefties, right? Pavin Smith, David Peralta, uh, Josh Rojas, 
Obviously, you have uh, Cabrera and Escobar who are switch hitters, but like it makes it very weird for me to stack because like Rogers against lefties, I, I, I'd, ra- I'd rather not. At the, I mean, do I want to pay forty eight hundred for David Peralta against the lefty? No, probably not. So I could see if Rogers gets two owned for me to play Atlanta, uh, Arizona one offs, three mans, two mans, but the full on stack. Just I, I, I kind of want to. I don't want to pay the prices for the lefties. I mean, it's as simple as just looking at this lineup. If they're going to roll out five, six lefties, um, thank you. I mean, (laughs) like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I know if you're looking at just 2021 numbers, the Arizona lefties have been really good against left-handed pitching. Like, but... They're, they're sampled. Uh, it's a small. Come on. I know it's, it's like twenty. At tw- it's twenty at bats. So that's what I'm saying. I I hope people look at this. I really do because six hundred Babbitt, five hundred Babbitt, five hundred Babbitt. Like that's, it, that's <laughs> like that's unsustainable. That's not. It's that's the good. numbers are there. Um, just like a short view. Yeah, but their wobbles are good. <laughs> that doesn't mean shit. <laughs> oh, Max Muncie, you are. A awesome human being. Cleveland at Seattle is where we finish it out. We got Plezik against uh, Gilbert. This game has a seven and a half total, and Cleveland is a one twenty six favorite. Um, we'll start with Plezik. I've already kind of said it a couple times. I do think that he's going to be the chalky SP two. His early season woes kind of seem like they're starting to even out and. Like this is a great matchup for him to go out and dominate a game. Yeah, at eighty three hundred, I like I view him as the safest pitcher on the slate. And of course, I'm going to say that he's going to get hit for for eight runs, because uh, he's not really a strikeout pitcher, but he's but he's not a bad pitcher. Seattle strikes out a bunch. I'm not saying Plezak is going to go out and strike out eight, but Plezak has a good shot on in this game to pitch seven innings give up five hits, give up two runs, strike out five, give you a nice 16 points or something with the win maybe. And like, I feel com- it, it's like, it's a, it's a pitcher I feel comfortable with. Like, I don't feel like he's going to get blown up. I feel like I could, I could get 15 points out of him, but that's also going to make him popular. But is he going to be popular enough where I really, do I want to play Mariners against him? Maybe not. Uh, but yeah, if, if I'm going to, if I'm going to play contrarian stacks, I'm probably going to just play two chalk pitchers, which includes Plezak. But to me, it's almost like I'd rather play Plezak as my core pitcher than Javier or Rogers or Luis Castillo, right? If he's in. Uh, and of course, I'm going to say that, and the Mariners are going to. But you know how many times the Mariners out of the blue come out and, and hit 11 runs off some chalk pitcher? I mean, it could happen. But uh, Logan Gilbert, on the other hand, do we have a pitch count for him? Is I mean, is this going to just be a bullpen game? No, I he's one of my favorite plays on the slate. And oh, this okay. is the reason. Oh, okay. you have to this tell is me the reason that him. I don't. This is the reason I don't like Luis Castillo. You know, when we were talking about like cheap pitchers, like this is a legit prospect. Um, this guy has some good stuff, and he threw he threw five innings in his last AAA start. So maybe 80 pitches is probably ceiling. Um, if he's pitching well at 4k, that's fine. 80 pitches at 4k. Um, we definitely can do that, but this guy has big time strikeout stuff. Um, very high prospect. I think he's top 30 in baseball overall 
and like top five in Seattle. And Seattle has one of the best prospect systems in baseball, but electric fastball, good command, good curveball. He's he's a guy that like this is a guy that can put up some points at 4K and it's a six game slate. And we've talked about it many, many times. We get a 4K pitcher on a six game slate. You could bet your ass I'm going to take some shots on him. But you have to admit, if people play Gilbert, it's very correlated with the red stack. Yeah, but the, okay, so I'll play I'll play Gilbert and Boston or okay, Oakland. Okay, Oakland. Now, now you're fine. Okay, I approve. I approve this message. My but my concern with Gilbert is just the pitch count. I mean, whenever I see a 4K pitcher making, you know, I, yeah, when I look at it and go, is this a creative player? I have to look him up. Uh, is this a bullpen game? Just understand with like the young pitchers that if he gets into trouble in like the third or fourth inning, he's more likely to be pulled than like they'll pitch through it. But at 4K, what do I need for 4K? Do I need 30 points? No, I don't. So, but I can understand that. But ima- imagine, Stevie, I could play Luis Castillo at 6,200, Logan Gilbert at 4,000, and then pay like 5,000 for like every, 5,500 for like every bat in my lineup. And hopefully all my bats hit a home run. And if they don't, I'm dead. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you want to pay, that, you sure. want to do that, but no one's going to be doing that. So that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, I probably have to leave money on the table. I mean, how do you, how, I mean, you'll have 39, eight for bats, eight bats at 39. Yeah. I mean, you, you're spending nearly 5,000 per bat and you could just go nuts, but I want to see what the, this pit, this pitch count, we may get something in the, in the morning. So I like watch out for the news. Uh, listen to Crunch Time. Listen to Grinders Live, because uh, we may get some beat reporter. Some we'll get some. You know, oh, it max out at. He's expected to pitch sixty-five to seventy. Well, that's a little bit different than eighty, right? Or they may come out and just say he's only going to pitch three innings, and they just say, you know, like maybe sixty. Even at four K, sixty pitches goes three innings and has five strikeouts. I mean, it's and you're able to jam in all the bats you want, it still may be fine. But I think it's more it's more conducive to to watching out for the news and uh, and seeing if if we have more of a sense of what the pitch count. But I agree with you. His pitch count ain't going to be 100. I mean, he's not just going to come out and get, the, get a long leash, even if he's doing well. They're going to cap him at like 80, 85 at most, five innings, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, again, like I just kind of want to see, um, if we do get that news or not, um, we might not get the news. Like you might be taking a shot, but I mean, I I'm bullish on the guy. I guess I should have started with that. Like he is a local kid. Um, so I watched him pitch in college. Locally you. Yeah. So he pitched at uh, Stetson, which I live in Deland. So, um, I watched this guy pitch in college. So, He's a Florida boy. Oh. Got to, but you know, when you see good pitchers in college, like Jacob DeGrom played for Stetson too. So got to watch him play, played against him too. So, um, yeah. Anyway, moving on bats, Cleveland. If Gilbert is going to get some ownership, we definitely got to be looking at a Cleveland stack, uh, because they are very, very cheap. Yeah. If Rosario's in the lineup, uh, Eddie Rosario, he's 3,300. You got the other Rosario he's 3,400. I mean, obviously, Jose Ramirez is sitting there right in the middle at 5,300. It's hard not to stack the Indians without Jose Ramirez. Uh, but no, I mean, depending on Gilbert's ownership, it, 
it, it, this is a high variant situation. He can come out and, and throw and be great, right? We saw that with McClanahan, right? That, that kid came out like, who's this guy? I'm going to stack against the young kid. And he came out and dominated for like four innings. Uh, it could happen here. Or he could get completely crushed. So like, I don't, I don't mind doing the same thing that I said with Castillo. Play five Indians lineups, play five Gilbert lineups. Hopefully one or the other gets there. And, uh, and going away from whatever the ownership is going to be. Because maybe Gilbert comes in at 8% though. Maybe people are just like, I'm not going to play. Maybe his pitch counts, uh, people are like, ah, he's only going to pitch 60 pitches. We don't know. And then take a shot on him. But, you know, if he ends up being, you know, 28% on SB2 as like a rookie, like give me some Indians. All right. Um, on the other side, I mean, there's an argument to be made for playing some Seattle bats in this game because we do expect Plezik to have pretty solid ownership in this game. And I mean, there's always an argument on a six game slate and we've made it a couple times here today in general. Just, um, I mean, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Seattle? It's leverage. That's the yeah. higher on please that gets the more likely I play uh, the Mariners, but I mean, they're reasonably priced. Crawford, Hanniger, Lewis, Seeger. I mean, I, I don't, I don't mind it, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going out of my way. But if I was playing like Rogers, Javier lineups, we'll stack against please Zach. If he's going to be like, we get like three chalk pitchers and you're on DK. Like I don't mind playing bats of whatever pitcher that I don't have is like, those are the bats and not even as a five man, just as a two or three man or something. So, so I'm not against it, but I, this is not necessarily a game, a game offensively. I'm looking to target as much. All right, let's play the morning grind game and then um, we'll get out of here. I have my lights off, so I can't read my sheet. I'm getting old. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Uh, who do you got? Under 8K. Uh, it, I'll, I'll, I'll have to go towards Luis Castillo in cores. Luis Castillo, but it but it doesn't change to Wade Miley if he's in. Wade, if if, if Luis Castillo is not in, I'll I'll will go to I'll go to Fulty. I'm going Gilbert making his major league debut. Bring it home, Florida kid. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Oh, this is easy. Garrett Richards. Yep, that is obviously the easy one. Um, I'm gonna go Javier. Over 4K to hit a home run. Can't be not a guy in cores. cores. Yep. Not in cores. I always have to remember that. Over 4K to hit a home run. Ah. Uh, Merrill Kelly. No, do I want to attack him? It can't be cores. Against Tyon. Eh. I'll go. Give me Matt Olson. I'm going to go Aaron Judge um, against Rich Hill. Over or under 4K to get two hits. Not in cores. Not in cores. Not in cores. Two hits. Two hits. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna hedge against uh, the kid in Seattle. Give me Jose Ramirez. Oh, it has to be under 4K. What am I doing? Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? I have no idea. I never remember the rules. I don't remember the rules to this game. This guy, rookie, rookie co-host. Right. Bear with I, us, I, I guys. Never, rookie remember. co-host. Okay. So <laughs> under, under 4K. Yep. At 4K? Can I do at 4K? 
Sure. Okay, so give me give me uh, Nate Lowe against Hopper. All right, I'm gonna take Willie Calhoun. Let's go, let's go Rangers. <laughs> uh, stack to score six or more runs, Campion cores again. <laughs> Makes it so much harder, right? Like, is any other team gonna put up six or more runs? Of course. I'm not even sure. I know who you're. You're gonna say the Marlins, right? That's your, like, I mean, I wasn't going to say the Marlins. Oh, you weren't going to say the Marlins? No. I think you're all on the why is the line so like so off. No, that's going to be my bet. Oh, um, if you okay. want to get to the next question, that's fine. Oh, but... oh. no, I'll just take the A's. That is who I was going to take. Okay, then you take the Marlins. Now I'm going to take the Marlins. No, okay. you know what? I'm going to continue with my, my heavier hedge, and I'm going to say Texas scores six or more runs. Okay. Might need some home runs. Or or six. Um, is there any bets? I know you'll come up with a line. I already said I really like the Marlins money line. It's a pick'em game right now. I think that game is super solid. Um, before we get down your rabbit hole and your craziness um, <laughs> of having some fun here, my super draft play of the day today. Um, it's going to course. I'm going Tyler Nyquin. He's one point three five x multiplier over there. The multiplier is super interesting. Um, and Winker is 1.25. Really like both of those guys. Um, love the multipliers that you get on those guys. So those are my two guys. My super draft play of the days. Um, and if you want me to throw a pitcher out there, Trevor Rogers is 1.9x. Um, so there you go. Uh, give me give me your crazy line today. What do we got? What am what am I what am I betting over under on today? Okay, so okay, it, it's which do you think will be uh which 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 do you think will be higher? Uh the amount of runs the Rockies put up or the amount of strikeouts that Castillo has? Oh, the runs by the Rockies. Okay. Cause it could be both. He, I mean, he could strike out six and the Rockies could put up six also. I mean, like, he's that type of pitcher that he like for DFS purposes, he's dead because he ends up with like a four point score, but he could still have like eight strikeouts and give up seven runs. He's not striking out eight. If he's given up that many runs though, because it's changed. Right, he's not going to still be in the game, right? He won't be in the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to wrap it up here for Thursday. Make sure you guys are checking out the pregame show. If you're looking for early content, um, we'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you guys again tomorrow.